Sky vs. The World Parker, we gonna come over and get some cake. Well, when you gonna let me come over and get some uh, some of them cakes? Hey, you know what? I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm not sure what that was. I I got a little ahead of myself. Okay, but I'm not gonna take it out because this is my podcast. I'm gonna do what I want. I can sound ridiculous on the intro if I want to sound ridiculous on the intro, and nobody can tell me nothing. But yeah, this is it. This is my podcast. This is God vs. the World. Sorry for the ridiculousness. Uh, but yeah, this is my podcast. Debut episode. Episode number one. I'm really excited for this uh, new project. I've always wanted to do a podcast because I love listening to podcasts. And a few weeks ago, my best friend was like, hey man, you should do a podcast. You know, you're creative. Have a creative outlet. And I'm like, I'm not creative. He's like, yes, you are. And I was like, okay. And, uh, yeah, that was that. And I was like, all right, bet, let's do it. So here we are. I got the Anchor app, which is a free app that I got on my iPhone. Uh, and I'm recording it right now. This is it. Uh, yeah, so what do I want to do with this? I want to keep it short and simple. Every episode, I'm going to try to be 30 minutes or less. Just because I, I don't want to be on here all the time. I don't want to just blabble. And blabble and blabble for hours because y'all got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. And I might run out of things to talk about. I want to do this for a while, you know. You know, it's me, self-made, self-funded, self-produced. It won't just be me, though. I'm, I'm going to try to get guests, probably some of my friends, my family. Uh, I reached out to Chingy, trying to get Chingy on the show. But uh, Chingy's pretty busy these days, so I don't know about Chingy. Might not be able to get that, but um, I'm going to keep trying. Uh... But yeah, just this is going to just be everything and nothing. Like they said, Seinfeld is the show about nothing. This is the podcast about nothing. Nothing but everything. It's just about life. Because, yeah, my life, your life, my friends' lives, that's what it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think it'll be fun for me. Uh, I hope people listen. That'd be great just to hear what y'all think about me, things we talk about, ideas, concepts, talk about mental health, dating, or lack thereof, uh, religion, uh, career goals, being a millennial, stuff like that, just like things that I think about, things I talk to my friends about, we're just going to record it and release it and see see what y'all think, and yeah, and y'all might just be two people, that's cool, what's up two people? Y'all might be three people. What's up, three people? But I'm not really worried about becoming the biggest podcast in the world. I just want to find some positive way to release some pent-up energy to pent-up thoughts. And this is like a journal. It's like a live journal for me, an auditory journal for me as a way to express myself. And a lot of my friends express themselves, too, and just have some fun, man. So that's that's all this podcast is. Nothing too serious, but at the same time, just... Maybe you might drop a gem or two that you can take with you and share. Or, you know, have some advice. You, you want to be on the show? What's up? 
Holler at me. I'll have you on the show. Technology is amazing. You could be anywhere in the world and we can connect. Because that's what Steve Jobs died for. But yeah, man. Um. So enough of the introductions and the pleasantries. Let's get to it. So for today's episode, I, I want to call it the origin story. I'm a big superhero fan and everybody knows that every superhero has an origin story. And I am no hero. I'm not a zero either, but... I'm probably like a 12, like on a 0 to 100 scale. I'm like a 12, maybe a 15, something like that. But, um, yeah, origin story. I want to call it the origin story because I want to talk about why I chose the name Kai vs. the World. Because the name kind of just correlates with everything I be going through. And it ties back into the mental health aspect of the show, especially since May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I wanted to do it in May just for that so I could talk about my mental health journey, uh, some things I do to try to maintain mental health fitness. I want to call it that because, you know, physical fitness, you go to the gym, you work out, you eat well for your physical fitness. For your mental health fitness, you got to do some of the same things. You got to exercise, you got to diet, and you got to, you know, do what you can to produce good results just like you would in the gym because I'm a big gym guy if you haven't seen me with my shirt off I can show you follow me on Instagram at Kai underscore verse underscore the world and uh, I'm sure you most of you have seen me with my shirt off and I look pretty pretty darn good if I say so myself so Kai verse the world really Stems from two things, two pop culture things. Another thing, I love pop culture, so we will talk pop culture on this podcast as well. Uh, music, movies, TV, all that. We're not talking about Game of Thrones because I don't watch shows that promote incest. That's disgusting. But um, so Jay Z, and then uh Michael Sarah, and not just Michael Sarah, Scott Pilgrim vs the World. One of my favorite movies ever. I just love it because it's about. A normal dude doing normal dude things, you know? But at the same time, he's not a normal dude. Because none of us are normal. We're all extraordinary beings capable of doing extraordinary things. We just got to, you know, realize it. So, I got part of it from that. And then Jay-Z, in one of his songs, a song called Oh My God, off of uh, Kingdom Come. He said... uh Feeling like the world's against me, Lord. Call me crazy. But strangely, I love the odds. And for me, it was just like, all right. Hove is saying, you know, he's feeling like the world is against him. Self-explanatory. You can call me crazy, but I love it. I love the odds because I'm going to flip the odds and I'm going to win. And for me, I... I know I'm not the only one, but it's it's real easy for you to feel like, quote unquote, the world is against you, you know, especially being at, at the age I'm at, uh, age, uh, a lot of us are at, you know, that, that millennial age, that roaring 20s age where it's just like, you're just trying to figure it out, man, like, just graduated college, trying to find a job, found a job, trying to find a soulmate, found a soulmate, trying to figure out what to do, or did I find the right soulmate, starting a family, or just like, we're at this age where so many different things can be happening and you still don't know what what the hell you're doing, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's crazy. And then you, you count in the fact that, you know, you have these regular life events, you know, deaths, uh, mental health, uh, things not working out the way you want it to work out, not making enough money, feeling bad for yourself because you're not where you think you're supposed to be. So with that kind of stuff, it's easy to be like, all right, the world is against me. And it is, you know, like life is not fair and it's not supposed to be fair. It's it's a it's a crazy process of just ups and downs. But you got to be cool with that. You got to be like, all right, bet. I'll see you. I'll see you, life. I'll see you when I see you. And I'm going to give you these hands. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to get hard. It's going to knock you down. But it's a fight. It's not just something that's going to end quickly. It's a five-round UFC fight. It's a marathon, like Nipsey said, you know. Just because you have one bad day or one bad round doesn't mean the whole fight is over. Or even if you have a couple bad days, you have a couple bad months, couple bad years, bounce back, you know? Like, you, you are, we are destined to do great things in this life. And those great things are within our grasp, and it's up to us to go get it. You know, my favorite scripture I'm going to get a little religious because I'm, I'm religious. I need to walk better in my faith, but I'm religious. So uh, just let me get this off. If you're not religious, close your ears. But if you are, listen up. My favorite scripture, Ephesians 2.10, says, For we are his workmanship, his God. So we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared before that we will walk in them. That's my favorite scripture because it's like we are made in God's image to do extraordinary things. You know, we just got to go do it. Like even in the scientific term, like when we were a sperm, you know, coming out of our father's ball sack, um, there was like a what? A one in a billion chance that you get to to the egg, you know, like so you're a one in a billion, man. Like you're you made it this far for a reason. So don't let the L's hold you back for or hold you back from your reason. So that's where the converse the world came from. It's like it's me against the world. Guess what? I like it, I love it, I'm gonna embrace it because it's gonna make for a better story at the end of the end of the book. So that's the title. So then, what has the world done to me? Like, why? Why am I so angry at the world for perpetuating against me with these things? Well, um, for real, it kind of started. I didn't think about it before, but for me, it started a long, long time ago. I was eight years old, and I ate a whole bag of Flamin' Hot Fries, like a whole bag, right before bed. And I lay down in bed. And I'm chilling, and all of a sudden, I feel this weird sensation in my chest and my throat area I ain't never felt before. And eight years old, I was like, I'm having a heart attack. I am convinced I am dying. So, like, I started freaking out. I didn't know what to do. So, in my head, I just ate Flaming Hot Fries, very unhealthy. So, I ran into the kitchen and grabbed a handful of baby carrots and just, just scarfed them down. 
And I was like, okay, baby carrots are healthy. It's going to save me from a heart attack. And for some reason, I thought I was okay. But I thought I was having a heart attack at eight years old, man. Like, what? How irrational is that? So for me, that's the beginning because that was just one of the early things that I can think of that made me understand when I was diagnosed with anxiety that I probably had anxiety my entire life. I would have these things running through my head that didn't make sense, fearing the worst. Uh, One thing I always draw back to is, like, I told my therapist, I was like, I'm so irrationally scared of everything. Like, if it's late at night and I'm driving and I stop at a stoplight and somebody pulls up next to me and they stop, the first thing I think is, like, they're going to roll their window down and they're going to shoot me in the face. It's irrational. It doesn't make sense. I ain't got beef with nobody. I don't sell drugs. I'm not in a gang. Like, nobody wants to shoot me. Like, why do I think somebody going to shoot me every time somebody pull up to me on the stop site? Like, it's crazy. It's irrational. It's ridiculous. But that's that's me, man. Like, I just, I can't get out of my own head. And in my head, 90% of the thoughts are just negative. And not just negative. They're, like, worst-case scenario type thing. Like, I had a sinus infection a few months ago. I was convinced I had cancer. Like, I just, I, I'm so afraid of everything, and I scare myself just because of how I think, and it, it's wild. So, the way I figured out I had anxiety started back in September, September 7th. September 7th is a day I'll never forget because, one, it was the first time I ever had a panic attack, and then two, it was the day Mac Miller died. So, on that day... I was off work. I was chilling, playing Spider-Man on PlayStation, and my best friend Daryl texted me, and he was like, man, Mac gone. I was like, Mac? Mac gone? What you mean? And he was like, Mac gone? I was like, whoa. He's talking about Mac Miller. And I was like, whoa. I got on Twitter, and I saw it, and I was just, I just started crying, man. I was hurt so bad. Like, Mac Miller, one of my favorite rappers of all time. And he just, I related so much to him just because so much of what he talked about, I felt it, you know, the the demons, you know, fighting depression. And while I wouldn't say I was depressed, I've always had depressive thoughts. You know, I've always had different things in my head that made me feel anxious and depressed and at some point suicidal. It's just Mental health and Mac Miller went hand in hand. And for me, I was trying to figure out what was going on in my head for years. It was like Mac was my friend and we were going through it together. You know, he made music that spoke to me in ways that some music has never spoke to me before. And what kills me the most about it is that swimming came out last summer. And so much of swimming was about his mental health and his battles. And a lot of it sounded very hopeful, like he was coming out of it or he was out of it or he was going to make it out. And Swimming was just, just keep swimming, you know, keep afloat, keep going. So the fact that swimming comes out in the summer and then in September he's gone, it it broke my heart, man. It was just like, it was seeing a friend lose a battle. He fought so hard for so long. And I say friend, like, I, I don't know, Mac, I probably never would have met him, but he was like a friend to me because he his life was lived through his music. And I, I, I went through it with him, you know. He died at 26, I'm 24. And it's just, it it was, it still makes me sad. Like, whenever I listen to Swimming and I listen to Come Back to Earth, I'm just like, 
Mac, come back to earth, man. Like, you had so much more to give the culture, to give us as an artist and as somebody who represented, you know, life. Like, a lot of rappers come out with the Gotti, you know, the the bling, the cars, the girls, the hoes, you know what I mean? Like, which is dope. I like it, but Mac was, he was just so real. Like, he was just, like, me and you. Like, he just happened to be a rapper, and he would rap about real stuff, and... I just feel like he had more stuff, more stories to tell. So, yeah. So when I saw he died, I was hurt. Started crying, turned the game off. I was like, I want to go to bed, man. And so I'm laying down. And um, one of my tragic flaws uh, is sleeping pills. I always had trouble sleeping, always, which is a symptom of anxiety disorders and I would use sleeping pills to help myself sleep. And I also have an addictive behavior. So, like, once it started working, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep using them. And once they stopped working, I would use more. And once that amount stopped working, I would use more. So, like, I would, on the night where I couldn't sleep, I'd take, like, four, five, six sleeping pills. And some nights, like, y'all know how it'd be when you just fed up with the day and you want to go to bed at 7 turn the lights out, get under the covers. That was me, like, all the time. Whenever something didn't go my way or whenever I had a bad day or was upset, I'm like, I'm about to take seven sleeping pills and pass out, like, go to bed. I remember one day I had one of those days, got home, ate something. I was like, I'm done. I'm fed up. I'm going to bed. Took, like, ten sleeping pills. And I remember the next day I woke up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the floor. Like, I don't know how I ended up ended up on the floor, but I was on the floor and I was like, "Yo, what the hell?" It was just crazy. So like that, the day Mac died, I was like, "I want to go to bed." So I took like seven or eight, and uh, got in bed, fell asleep, whatever. But then a couple hours later, I just remember getting up, waking up out of bed, getting jolted out of my sleep. With this crazy feeling in my chest, like this crazy tightness, pressure, pounding feeling in in my chest, I, I had the chills. My my mind was racing. I just started freaking out. I was like, "Yo, what's going on?" I, I got up. I got my brother. I was like, "Dude, I don't feel good. I, I think I'm dying." Like I legitimately a hundred percent thought I was dying on that night. I was jumping up and down trying to keep myself awake. I guess because I was like if I close my eyes I'm gonna die so I'm I'm freaking out I'm throwing things I'm jumping up and down I'm slamming my head in the couch like ah like I was because I was mad at myself because in my head I'm ODing on sleeping pills which is something really hard to do I looked it up before but I was in my head I'm like I can't believe I did this I'm so stupid I'm gonna because I didn't want to die I was like I, I'm dying I really thought I was dying my brother tried to calm me down he's like you're probably just having a panic attack, relax, you need to calm down, you're gonna be fine, I was like, no, I'm not gonna be fine, you need to take me to the hospital right now, so, like, I'm begging, screaming at this dude, like, hey, take me to the hospital, I'm dying, so I get to the hospital, I told them what I did with the sleeping pills, and they're just kind of like, uh, okay, they were looking at me like, hey, man, you, you, you're crazy, you're tripping, like, relax, but, uh, they hooked me up, they checked my vitals and everything, and everything was cool, and I calmed down, so, like, the next day, I'm like, dang, I think I had a panic attack. 
like a full-on, full-blown panic attack, and I did, and that was the first one, and, you know, after that, I had a few more, you know, I had a few when I was driving for some reason, because I guess driving could be a stressful situation, and I had a few when I was driving, and, like, a few times I had to pull over to calm myself down, because once I figured it out, I was able to be like, all right, you're not dying, so that took a little bit of the stress away, but it still was a debilitating thing, like, if y'all have had one, y'all know, like, everybody's different, but for me, it's always a shortness of breath and a tightness of the chest, and just, like, almost paralyzing, just, like, you can't move, and even though I know I'm not dying, every time it happens, I'm like, okay, I'm dying, I'm, I know I'm not, but it's, like, in your head, you, you can't get it out of your head. So after that one, the day Mac died, I had a few more here and there over the next three, four months. And then um, in December, I started feeling a lot better. Um, but at the same time, during that time, I would have these crazy episodes of heartburn and indigestion and nausea. I thought I had a condition called GERD, which is basically chronic acid reflux. So I'm going to the doctor for that. I was going to the doctor for my anxiety symptoms, which I thought was something wrong with my body, but it was just the anxiety. So, like, I stayed going to urgent, urgent care. Like, I was in urgent care all the time. Like, and every time I went, like, I told my girls, like, yeah, I'm in urgent care. And she's like, yeah, they love you there. They must because you've been there so many times. And I did, like, even in this year, I've been to urgent care once every month since January. It's May. I owe urgent care hella money, like. I'm going to get it to him, but I owe him a lot of money, you know what I mean? So, I just, yeah, it's just whenever something weird would happen to my body, I'm like, I'm dying, I need to go to urgent care. And every time they'd be like, you're not dying, you're fine. Like, with the anxiety chest pain, I've gotten so many EKGs because I'm convinced that I'm having a heart attack or have heart disease. And every time they tell me, like, bro, you're good, you're a healthy 24-year-old, you you don't have heart disease. But in my head, it's like, I do have it. And for me, that ties back to the little episode with the hot fries when I was eight. For some reason, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And I feel like that is one of the things that has started my anxiety, hypo hypochondria. Like, anything weird happens to my body, I think of the worst. Or I think something bad, something grave is going to happen. Like, it's it for me. So, uh, in March... From January to March, actually, from January to March, that's when it was, like, at its worst because the physical symptoms got debilitating to the point where I would go to work and I would go home and that would be it. Like, I wouldn't eat, wouldn't play PlayStation, I wasn't talking to my friends, I wasn't working out, which was really alarming because I love working out. That's my favorite thing to do. I wasn't working out. Like, I just felt like a shell of myself. And, uh... I would like I wasn't eating, wasn't working out. I lost about 15 pounds, and I I felt like I lost myself. I, that was when I was in my most depressive state. I was I wouldn't say very suicidal because I don't think I've ever been very suicidal. But there were some days where the pain was so bad I was just like I just want to die, man. Like I'm good. Like, and sometimes it's not just the physical pain of the anxiety. It's just like in my head it's just the hopelessness it's like i'm gonna feel like this forever like why would i want to live like this why would i want to live a life where i'm afraid of everything that happens and the things that happen in my body as me convinced i got stage four brain cancer or having these demons that are telling me you're gonna die or you're never gonna get your job that you want that was the other thing on top of all that i'm looking for a job a career job and i can't find anything so it's like i'm gonna be working this dumb mall job for the rest of my life like really like 
I went to school for four years, four and a half, five, actually, just to work in the mall. Like, that's what I'm destined for. So it was just like everything was compounding on me physically and mentally and emotionally. And it was just, it was hard to manage. It really was. But um, in March, I I got a sinus infection and I went to the doctor for that. And on the way out, I was telling her, I was like, I think I have anxiety and she said explain more so I was telling her about my panic attacks and my heart attack feelings and just all the things that I had been thinking and she's like yeah I think you might uh whatever whatever so I came back and she did an anxiety screening and that's when she told me that she uh, diagnosed me with anxiety disorder she prescribed me Zoloft uh advised me to get counseling and that was that I was like all right I got an answer to all of this um which was cool because it, it made me feel like I right, have a reason. At least I'm, I know I'm not crazy. But it was also scary because it's like I have mental health in my family. And I've seen it hurt our family, especially with my grandmother who suffered gravely from her mental health issues. And um, it was scary because it's like it, it, you're not normal. And it's you just want to be normal. You just want everything to go smoothly. But it's like... When you, when I read about it, everything I read was like this is something that can stick with you forever, and you might not be able to shake it. Medication might save it, not might not save it. Counseling might not save it. It's just something that you're gonna have to go through. And for a minute, I was shook, but it it also gave me something to be like, all right, something I might have to go through. Like it's not going anywhere. Millions of people suffer from it, and they power through it. So, you know what? That's that's what I got to do. So, for me, it was be accepting it. Accepting that it is what it is and accepting that, hey, some days I'm I'm not going to be feeling great. Some days I'm going to be feeling terrible. Maybe some weeks I'm going to be feeling terrible. But, you know, those feelings, that's, for me, feelings are the basis of life. You know, think about when you are a kid, when you were a baby, if you felt hungry. You would get upset, you would start screaming, maybe you start throwing things and crying, and then your parents would give you food. You felt that feeling of hungriness and lack of love, so you did something to change it. And as a baby, you cried, but as a grown-up, as a, as a man, when you have those feelings of hopelessness or being lost or unmotivated or confusion or fill in the blank, you do what you got to do to get to the opposite. When you feel sad, you try to do something to make you happy. When you feel angry, you try to distract yourself from angry and do something to make yourself not angry. You know, that's all life is, you know. You hate the feelings of being broke. You do something to not be broke so you don't have to feel those feelings anymore. You know, so I'm I'm in the mindset of you got to embrace your feelings because life is a feeling process. That was from a rap song as well. Win some, you lose some. Big Sean is in the outro. Life is a feeling process. It's your feelings will push you to the things you want. Your feelings will motivate you to get away from the things you don't want. And you, you got to be able to understand them and, com, com, you know, what am I trying to say? Comprehend them. You got to comprehend them and understand them in order to grow from them, move from them, and move past them. 
And I'm saying them as in the bad ones to get to the good ones, you know. It's 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 a it's a weird conundrum. But for me it's like all right, you just gotta accept the fact that everything ain't gonna be perfect. Life is not supposed to be fair. And if it was fair, it'd be real boring. You know, like I told my mom last week, like, she was going through some real struggle and I told her, like, just keep going, because you're going to need your story to tell your grandkids one day. And they might not be my grandkids because these hoes don't love me. But, you know, you got to be able to have stories to tell, the the, the, the stories of fighting adversity. You, you're writing your book every day, and nobody wants to read a boring book. They want to read a book with excitement. They want to read a book with emotional pitfalls and triumphant um, ascensions. That's... That's what life is. It's an up and down roller coaster. And it's cliche, but it's so true. And we got to understand that life ain't going to be the Instagram picture in Belize all the time. Life might be, you know, the Thursday night when you crying your eyes out trying to figure out what to do. And then that Thursday night going to turn into the Friday morning where you're like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Let's go do it. This is the plan. That's the goal. And I'm going to go get it somehow, some way. The goal might not take, you know... It might take me years. It might take me decades, but I'm going to get there. So that's that's just how I see it. That's how I look at it. We're getting close to the 30-minute mark. I, I told myself I'm going to keep every episode around 30 minutes because over 30 minutes is a long time. But um, this is just the beginning for me with the podcast and just kind of sharing some things about how I see things and See if y'all agree, disagree, have some input, you know, just to wrap it all up, man. It's just life is wild. And I try to look at it through a lens of not numbness, but neutrality in the fact that I'm, I try to be good either way. If if something breaks my heart, I'm going to let it break my heart and I'm going to feel it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be sad because I know like... That broken heartedness ain't going to be there forever. One day I'm going to get over it. One day I'm going to get past it. And I'm going to look back and be able to share my story with the other person that's going through and be like, hey, I know what you're going through. I felt that before. Let me see if I can help you out. Let me see if I can be there for you. Let me see if I can share my story. Because life is a feeling process and life is all about stories. Yours, theirs, ours. Everything has a beginning, middle, and the end. We're in the middle. And the middle is long as hell. Like, it's so long. And nobody wants to read a book that's boring. So don't worry about the ups and downs. As long as you're going somewhere, as long as you're moving up and down and up and down, that means you're alive. That means you're you're a feeling, living, breathing human. And embrace that, man. Embrace it, live in it, love it, hate it. But But don't feel depressed and hopeless to the point where you feel like you're, you're not going to do anything or you're not going to get better or get past whatever obstacle you got because you will you have to there's there's no way no reason you can't you're you're bred for it you're built for it so go do it and can't stress this enough it's okay to be sad it's okay to take them l's but just know them l's don't last forever the dubs won't last for either but just be okay with the ups and the downs. That's 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 the gist of that for me. So uh yeah, we had 31 minutes.
I think that's good. I like how this went. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all I gotta say. Uh finish it off with the wrap up, you know, episode one. Thank you for joining me. If you made it this far, I appreciate it so much for giving me a chance. Let me vent stepping off the soapbox now. Now I'm in promo mode, you know what I mean? So uh like, share, subscribe, let me know what you think. Positive feedback is welcome. Negative feedback is also welcome. I might not respond to negative feedback because I don't need no negative vibes in my life, B. I don't need that. But uh, if you can share it, that'd be dope. I'm going to make all my friends share it. I'm going to share it. If you follow me on IG, you know I stay on the IGs. You know what I mean? But um, thank you for joining me. You know, Next week, I'm going to do some questions, so I'm going to put out a couple Q&A things on Instagram to see if y'all got some questions that y'all want me to answer. But, um, it was fun. I had a good time. I'm sweating in here because I turned the fan on because I didn't want it to disrupt the sound because I'm like, I'm using an iPhone. I ain't got no up upscale equipment, so I need to try my best to make it quiet in here. And I think I did a good job. So, uh, again, thank you. Shout out to my boy Diego Bullet Beats for the intro and the outro. Y'all about to hear the outro, but the intro was fire. Like, that made it feel legit to me. Like, yeah, we got a fire intro. So, yeah, that's... That's me. It's Kai. Signing off. Appreciate y'all, man. Kai versus the world. Goodbye.